welcome to another brand new edition of T Watches a Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we are talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new edition of the show. Remember, new episodes go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and you can find that by going to the link tree, which is linktr.ee slash T Scary Movie. If you get subscribed to my link tree, not only will that get you to the YouTube page for the video versions of the show and to all your favorite podcasting platforms for the audio-only versions of the show, but you also get linked to my letterbox for my written reviews of new movies that are coming out, as well as to my TikTok page for my horror TikToks that I'm putting up as well, too, which I'm trying to get a lot better at, but good Lord, y'all, it's hard to make so much content and get it out to you in a reasonable amount of time. Either way, hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date because I put out a lot of reviews during the week, not just the Wednesday one. Wednesday you can count on, but I always put out more during the week and I'm trying to do more. So hit that subscribe button. And if you like this review, hit that like button as well too, folks. So I know that you want more reviews coming to you. So what are we talking about tonight? Now, for the last few weeks, I've been covering a number of films either in black horror history or I've been talking about things that are more themed for the Valentine's Day holiday. And I know we are far past Valentine's Day at this point. Yes, I completely understand that. But that doesn't change the fact that we are still talking a few more horror films that kind of fall into that same realm. You know, we got a chance to talk about Warm Bodies, Vampire and Bro- and a bunch of other ones and uh, we're gonna keep that going because we're still in the month of February so tonight I am talking Return of the Living Dead 3 love this movie and it's one that I've wanted to talk about for a little bit at this point because we've talked about Return of the Living Dead, the first one, a few times on this one before. I've talked in bits and pieces about the other sequels, part two, as well as actually four and five, Necropolis and Rave, uh, Rave to the Grave? Rave to the Grave, yeah. Uh, and so it was kind of time to circle back around to this. And a lot of folks on uh, Twitter recently have been talking about Return of the Living Dead 3. So what better time than now to jump on in it. So let's hit it, folks. Let's talk about Return of the Living Dead 3. Now, if you're not familiar with the Return of the Living Dead franchise, it's a zombie franchise that basically came out of Night of the Living Dead. But the idea was is that it was kind of like a parody of the Night of the Living Dead series or the Dead series, whatever you want to call it, Romero's zombie series with Night, Dawn, Day, and so on. And the idea is, is that basically uh that movie was kind of like a true story uh like it was like an adapted true story of what happened when a few zombies got broke out and all hell broke loose and so somebody basically took what was the cause of the zombie virus and locked it away which was this gas called trioxin that brought people and other dead things back from the dead I know, I said dead a couple times there, right? And the whole thing about it and what was so interesting about this series, especially to me, because I saw this back when I think I was like 11, maybe 12 at that point, was the fact that these zombies were so different from what we had been seeing in Night of the Living Dead and a lot of other zombie movies at the time as well, too. The zombies could talk. 
The zombies could run. The zombies were using weapons. The zombies were plotting. They were scheming. They were telling jokes. They were creepy. They weren't just these dead corpses who have been brought back to life going around trying to eat everybody. And I don't say that as a downside because I am a zombie fanatic. I love Romero's movies. I love remakes. I love all of them there. But it doesn't change that fact, though, that most of those zombie movies were the same. And when I saw Return of the Living Dead, that scared the absolute hell out of me because the idea was, was that these zombies couldn't die. Both in the first film and in the second film, they made it fairly clear that the only way that you could actually really kill these zombies were to basically like get them down to dust. Very often, you know, we were seeing zombies being put in like incinerators and everything so that um, uh, so that they could actually be killed off because bullets to the head weren't working, cutting their heads off weren't working, nothing else was happening with that. Also a big characteristic of that was the fact that the zombies in this series ate brains. They weren't really flesh eaters, they wanted to eat the brains of their victim because that was the only thing that helped with the pain of being dead. Now, the first two entries that are loosely connected were horror comedies. You know, they were scary. At least the first one was, real, was scary, in my opinion. But they played up the comedic elements quite a bit in it as well, too. Very much tongue-in-cheek. And the third film takes a very, very big departure from what we've seen in these first two films. Because the movie focuses on Kurt Reynolds and his girlfriend, Julie Walker, who find Kurt's, dad, uh, Kurt's dad's work who works at a military base where they're running experiments on trioxin gas trying to reanimate corpses for you know war purposes because what else are we going to use zombies for? I swear to God the idea of using zombies in war is still the worst idea. Not from not from like a, uh, a narrative standpoint. I completely get that. But y'all come on be smart about that there. Have you not watched a zombie movie before? It will never ever work the way that you want it to work out. But either way, Kurt and Julie observe uh, Kurt's father's uh, experiments, uh, Colonel John, I guess is what I'll call him, is his father John's experiments using trioxin gas, which does work to reanimate bodies, but unfortunately, the weapons that they're also designing to stop the zombies in case of an outbreak don't seem to be working as well as they intended, and a few people are killed, and the project seems to be getting shifted over into somebody else's hands that will result in Kurt and his father John having to move bases again. Now, Kurt, who obviously wants to stay with Julie and doesn't want to be moved around as an army brat. Trust me, as an army brat myself, I can completely sympathize with Kurt or an Air Force brat. I moved around every three years. You don't get to keep your friends. You're kind of going all over the place. Uh, it can be tough. It can absolutely be tough. Kurt decides that he is going to stick with Julie and on their way running away from uh from kurt's home they get into an accident and julie is killed now kurt not wanting to let julie go and after seeing his father's experiments takes julie back to the military base gives her a dose of the trioxin gas and julie is returned from the grave now you can only guess what's probably going to happen after that and honestly we get a story very similar to the story in the original return of the living dead and i'm talking about the story of freddy specifically and uh, uh freddy and frank who are the people who are working inside of that warehouse they get exposed to the trioxin gas and then over the course of the film they slowly turn into zombies now in that first film, everything is very uh, very much set up as nefarious. We, we know for a fact this is not going to end well 
for any of the other characters who are hanging around Freddy and Frank. And here in uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, we're watching a love story. We're not going to get away from that because Kurt and Julie are our main focus here. And the idea that Kurt loves this woman so, so much that he would do anything to keep her around and take care of her. But unfortunately, Kurt didn't realize the after effects of the trioxin gas, which makes these people crave brains that they're turning into zombies and that they are eventually going to become homicidal and turn on everybody so as kurt and julie do escape the military facility we then get to spend the next 90 minutes following them around in this town with the military in hot pursuit while kurt tries to keep julie in check as she begins to like capitalize on these hungry desires now Again, the tone of this film is so different from the first two Return of the Living Dead films. It is not comedic in the least bit. It is very, very much the darker film of these three. And the first film is very, very dark. But the problem here, and a problem in a good way, with Return of the Living Dead 3 is the fact that we know that none of this is going to end good because the outbreak continues to spread further and further and further, which is something that, of course, we're not uh, we're not uh, new to. That's very much a plot point of the first film as well. But it's done in such a tragic manner that Kurt's just trying to keep Julie away from everything and just keep her alive. And unfortunately, he can't handle the situation because we have to remember here that Kurt and Julie are still kids. You know, we're not given exact ages for them, but I think the implication is that they're 16, 17. And in that case, they're, they're still kids, which kind of makes the whole relationship part of it hard in some places to really stomach. Because, of course, it's a movie and we believe in true love. We believe in relationships. But, y'all, we were all teenagers once. We were all teenagers. We know that one relationship we had that just seemed like it was the best thing in the world. We we're going to be with this per uh, this person forever, and that it didn't end up happening. Now, me, I got lucky. I got I got to marry you know uh, uh, marry the woman that I knew in high school, and we're still together to this day. And so that rocks. Uh, we did not stay together right after we graduated, though. So that's a different story. But a lot of people don't get that. And so that's why it ends up being hard in some of the places of the film, watching Kurt do what he does, because it takes a while for Kurt to realize that he's in over his head and that he truly doesn't understand what he has done to Julie. And there's bits and pieces throughout to where we see Julie trying to cope as the pain is overwhelming. And it's it's kind of interesting because I'm sure most of you have seen the cover for Return of the Living Dead, which I'm positive that is not uh, Melinda Clark on the on the poster for this there like it's somebody who's set to look like Melinda Clark but it doesn't look like Melinda Clark to me who a lot of you might know from like Firefly or Entourage or uh, a few other shows in the 90s as well too love Melinda Clark um, but uh, the, the, the whole thing is that, again, we established in the first film that the zombies are eating brains to basically stop the pain of being dead. And we get to actually see the manifestations of that as Julie begins to self-mutilate and self-harm more and more over the course of the movie to basically distract her from eating people because she doesn't want to harm Kurt. She doesn't really want to harm anybody, but she can't really control these urges, which gets her and Kurt into a number of problems throughout the movie. And I will say that this film does have uh, have an up in the gore department compared to the previous two films, especially because in the first two movies, a lot of the gore is still really played for laughs. It's it's very brutal. It's very visceral for sure, but a lot of it is played for, for, for goofs, honestly. And in this film, because there's not a lot of that happening, 
i.e. there's no 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 laughs in this at all it's like you can actually feel the pain that's coming from julie and coming from all the other zombies that end up showing up in this as well too now, it is done on a much smaller scale, I will say, because both the first and the second film dealt with like these actual really massive outbreaks that took over like their entire town and eventually started spreading outside of this town and the state and all of that. This doesn't really do that. It's a very much contained film on a smaller scale, and it really works because the intimate story allows us to really just focus on Julie, uh, on Julie and Kurt. We're not trying to get used to, you know, a gang of characters or kids or anything like that, which again, not a downside in least bit but to be honest the narrative here works a little bit better than uh the first two films because of the fact that we're focused just on these two characters rather than anybody else and we know how this is going to turn out that's the that's the downside to it is that the film is somewhat predictable about what's going to end up happening there's a lot of stuff that gets telegraphed earlier in the film that you can pretty much know what to expect and that can take away some of the surprises but it doesn't mean it's not a good watch. What I will say about this though is that you can't go into this movie looking for the same tone of the first two because quite honestly the two sequels that followed this Necropolis and Rave to the Grave are much more in tone with the first two films than this one is. You know this film was produced as a way to kind of keep uh, keep those uh, Return of the Living Dead rights and with the exception of the Trioxin that's pretty much the only relation that it has to that series. Not a bad thing in the least bit but if you're a big fan of of the first film or even the second one and you've never checked this one out it might come off as a bit off-putting to you either way it's a really really great love story that has a lot of really great gore in it the zombies design in this is fantastic even somewhat better than what we get in the first two return of the living dead movies you gotta go check it out and let me know in that comment section what you think of the movie when you do do you think this one actually stays on the same level of our first two return of the living dead movies is it worse is it better let me know in that comment section y'all and make sure to hit that like and subscribe button because i'm gonna be back with some more reviews for you shortly that's it for tonight though my name is t we've been talking scary movies stay scared